Ben. Evan. How are we doing? Evan, it's it's there's snow outside. There is snow outside. We we finally got fantasy championship weather just in time for the fantasy championship. So pretty stoked about that. And year six of Schaefer Bowl in the books. Oh man. What a ride. Yeah, it's 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 I know I keep saying this, but when I when I when we start out the season, I always think about how we get to the end of I always imagine week sixteen and it's chilly outside and when we start the season it's humid and hot as balls and 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 we're here we made it we got through the there were people who thought that we would not get through the whole season this year the, the, the haters said commish do we need a backup plan for what happens when the nfl cancels their season because of covid and i said yes but also we're gonna make it and we did <laughs> so we made it here we finished the season uh, you can you can book it even if the playoffs get canceled because of COVID. We still have a Schaefer Bowl champ. So yeah, I, we're here. We're 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 finished with week sixteen. The season's over. We have a champion. Uh, it is Quinn. Congrats um, to Quinn. Uh, I, I think I mentioned this a couple weeks to you ago. Uh, a couple weeks ago to you. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was that was bad. Uh, a couple weeks ago to you that if you had told me two years ago that Tom and Quinn would be the next two champs of Schaefer Bowl, I would have been very confused. But, you know, both those guys have really, uh, I think, improved as owners since the beginning of this league. And uh, now we're at six different champs in six seasons of Schaefer Bowl. So fun to see some new blood, uh, which, you know, was a given, given that uh, our championship was Quinn versus Ryan. But good to see Quinn take home the title. Uh, and I'm excited for the content that comes out of uh, Quinn being the defending champ for the next 12 months. So, yeah, that's a great point. Um, Quinn being a champion is a great thing for content. We might have enough content to do some off-season podcasts. Uh, I, we, I, I, I like sticking I, to our draft day podcast. See, see, I think I I think the people. The people can chime in in the group me, but I think the people would be interested in an off-season podcast. What are, what are we even going to talk about? <laughs> I, I we just talk. Also, the, our our uh, podcast name is Hype Train, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Maybe we just talk about things that we're hyped about. Mm, just outside you of know, football. Just it can be literally anything. That about. And okay. that and and that would make that would make the podcast fun because we just. We just randomly come interesting. We've we randomly come on and just have like three to five things that we're really hyped about at that point in time. And we just, we just bullshit for 45 minutes and then, and, and the people get what they want, which is more podcast. (laughs) Is that what the people want? I, 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 it is absolutely people who make podcasts think that that's what people want, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure about that. Evan, I have done the market research. Uh, the, the people I have seen the, the target audience that we are, we are trying to market towards. They want more. They, they will not rest. They want more content. Okay. All right. Uh, but yeah, no, I agree. I agree with you. Um, I think it's funny because I did the same kind of joke uh, last year where I was like, guys, Tom, Tom, Tom yeah. is our new champion. And now it's Quinn, 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 Quinn is our new champion. It's, so it's I, pretty, it's pretty wild. And it this, just this, speaks, it, it speaks to the parody of our league, the depth yeah. of our league. It's pretty incredible. So Ben, this means that Tony is winning next year, right? I literally had that joke written down. It's either going to be Tony or Joe. 
<laughs> like like you can you can lock you can lock that in right now yeah i think the tony one is far less likely but the the joe one would be hilarious uh I, i'm done yeah. joe the gauntlet has been thrown uh you're gonna win the championship excited i also liked doing that because it was a it was a real backhanded compliment that was like the, it was like the most backhanded of backhanded. The, the, the one problem I foresee for Tony and Joe is that those two guys are picking sixth and seventh in the draft, which is historically like not where you want to be, right? You want to be at one of the edges, we think. So that's I would like to see. I would, I would I would like to see some data on that because I think I actually do have some data, and it doesn't actually mean anything. I'm just making some kind of correlation here. Because I, I, I don't know, at six you could get fucking. Devonte Adams, who just had the best fantasy season for a wide receiver ever, right? Yeah, like right. I don't know, right. <laughs> like uh, who knows? We'll see. I'm sure they'll both find some way to mess it up, though. Uh, yeah. Let, let's talk about some games then, Ben. Uh, I guess only only three that were of any consequence this week, so it should be a a short pod here, but we'll we'll celebrate the winners. We'll drag it out. Oh, I'm sure we will. I'm sure we'll find some way to do that. But uh, so the first game, obviously, we're going to talk about the Schaefer Bowl championship. Uh, after I remove my cat from my desk. Um, so Quinn takes this one 103 points for Quinn to 97.66 for Ryan. Uh, this was a close matchup, but one that was ultimately uh, not really in doubt at the end of the week. Uh, Quinn takes it, got a, a huge performance from Miles Gaskin in his, uh, in his return. I guess, did he return last week or was that? No, this no, is like his first no this is his first. For, Ahmed, Ahmed ran for like 100 last yeah. week. And didn't yeah. get anything this week. Yeah, right. They just gave it all to Gaskin. So Gaston, Gaskin puts up 170 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, that was pretty huge. That was also on, like, Saturday, wasn't it? So help Quinn kind of establish a, an early lead. A bunch of other nice performances, too. Like, this is about as good as Quinn's team could have expected to do in this game. Like, Antonio Brown had a touchdown. T. Higgins had a touchdown at 100 yards. Um, I guess the one big thing is that the real stars of this team – Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Jones, like neither of them were awesome, but neither of them killed you either. So yeah, solid performances. One thing I was a little confused about was, was Quinn being really into streaming Browns wide receivers. Like I think he picked up people's Jones and then cut him when he was put on the COVID list with the rest of the Browns wide receivers. And then he picked up and started Marvin Hall, who what. Like, I don't know why he did that, <laughs> but all like one catch for 12 yards. It obviously didn't matter. Quinn won, but he yeah, I mean, I mean, Quinn won at the end of the day. So like yeah. any, any point that he like made a dumb streaming choice is kind of moot. Oh. What I will say is Quinn, Quinn, Quinn texted me about like, Oh, like, cause I was giving him a hard time about, yeah, like he's got to flex me call. And he was like, he texted uh. me. He, he was like, Hey, like, who should I start between like, like is starting, uh, usually I don't disclose, uh, like, specific conversations i have with people but quinn won the title so like who cares yeah yeah uh so he texted me like you know like ahmed and gaskin is that dumb to start both of them like mecole versus hall versus and so i was essentially like i don't know how much work gaskin is gonna get you could probably start both of them and 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 then to which he responds i'm gonna start zach Ertz," and i'm like i'm just I, i just like i just like didn't reply to him after that because i'm like why the fuck did you text me? Like who, like, if you're just gonna like, just, I, 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 although, although to be fair, like it was like, I, I liked it. So this is what I'll say about it. 
I was offended, but I also liked it from Quinn. Cause like he's in the championship game, you know, reaching out to, to Ben, who is like clearly the savviest fantasy owner in the league and being like, Hey Ben, I need some of your insights here. And then I provide the insight and he's like, Nope, I'm going to do this arbitrary <laughs> other thing. And it's like, why the fuck did you even text me, dude? <laughs> like, I, I guess then my, my question... I, lo- I, lo- I loved it. I loved it. It was great. He my, did end up starting me cold, to be fair. Yeah, but why was he not considering Curtis Samuel at all? Samuel's like kind of the obvious choice here, right? Like Curtis Samuel has been pretty good. Um, I, I don't know. He like... Washington's a tough defense. And yeah, yeah DJ, DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson. I, I guess. I, but like Curtis I, I, Samuel has been pretty good. You know, uh, I mean, I mean, assume, so like he like didn't when he was texting me, like he didn't even mention Marvin Hall or maybe he mentioned Marvin Hall. And then he I didn't just, have Hall until really late in the week. You know? I can't remember. I can't remember if he mentioned Marvin Hall to me or if he just like had him in his flex and I noticed it. And I was just like, like, I'm just going to stop texting Quinn back. <laughs> uh, and well, and so like if it's a choice between like Marvin Hall and Curtis Samuel, like, yes, you go Curtis Samuel. But if it's a choice between like mikol or like ahmed like and curtis samuel like i I could see obviously starting on like none of this would have mattered because i don't think there's any combination of guys that quinn could have flexed and lost no because he started just about the lowest scoring combo of flex guys that he could have like i guess he could have swapped hardman for ahmed and that would have been the worst possible thing but even then he still would have won yeah yeah so like it doesn't like us talking about this is like semi-pointless. Um, I mean, it wouldn't really be a fantasy championship if you weren't starting someone that no one has heard of until that week. And Marvin Hall fits the bill. <laughs> I kind of like the Marvin Hall start. It's like, why not? Uh, I, like, I, I wouldn't have done it my I wouldn't have done it myself. But like, only healthy Browns wide receiver. Like, why? 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 Against why not? the Jets. Yeah, there was definitely yeah. a lane there where that could have worked. It just didn't in this week. But you know, uh, still won obviously. Uh, I do want to shout out, you know, if we're looking at Quinn's roster and we say, okay, like, you know, Quinn had Patrick Mahomes, that obviously helps you win championships. Uh, you know, he scooped up Miles Gaskin earlier in the year, which was a, a really good pickup. I think, was that just a waiver claim? Yeah, it was a waiver claim in like the middle of September, which worked out really well for him. But I think one of the really big kind of underrated moves that Quinn made was trading for T. Higgins in early October from T. That's fair. So Tim had scooped him up on waivers that week. And I remember we were like making fun of this trade because it was T Higgins from Mo Alley Cox. And we were like, why did this trade need to happen? Like both of them are scrubs. Like I'm sure they'll both get cut within like two weeks. And then T Higgins turned out to be like a really good receiver. <laughs> like he's got 900 yards on the season and six touchdowns. Um, I'm sure Mo Alley Cox was, was actually cut two weeks after that trade. So uh, give Quinn some credit. He definitely – flexes trade muscles on that one especially uh trading with someone like tim who is uh you know also a former shaper bowl champ uh that's how you win championships you know you win in trades like that so shout out to quinn that's a good point um i like that 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 was a good trade i forgot about that um yeah i i'm trying to th- I, I, obviously quinn is the champ i'm trying to find more stuff to talk about uh got an okay week from antonio brown Solid week from Logan. What What is Logan Thomas finishing as a tight end? Is he like tight I, end four? I looked it up. So I think after last week, it was like tight end seven or eight, and he might have gone up a spot or two. So yeah, he's like up there. Uh, he apparently had the third most targets among all tight ends. 
Like, yeah, 12 targets. I like how nobody had heard of this guy until like a month ago. And the last month of the season has been really good, but it's like no one had heard of this guy. Um, I'm excited for the Logan Thomas hype train in the draft where this guy will get drafted in like the fifth round and then be very average. But He's had at least five points every week since week 10, except for two. So I mean, that's seven, five out of seven weeks to end the season. He has at least five points. You'll take that up for tight end. Yeah. I mean, he's also getting a lot of target volume. He had 12 targets this week, only turned him into 63 yards because that's kind of Washington's MO short passes. Yeah. And like not even that many touchdowns, only two touchdowns um, in the last, like he's been scoring yeah. all these fancy points, five targets a week, pretty uh, consistently until these last couple weeks, he's skyrocketed yeah. 12 targets, 15 targets. Um yeah, he's been good. Um, I guess, like, I would assume that they will not go into the season next year with Alex Smith as their starting QB. So it'll be interesting to see what Washington does with the QB situation there and, and how much that impacts Logan Thomas. I would imagine it will be probably a net positive, but they might also just be dumping down way less if they have a competent quarterback. Where does Washington pick in the draft? I mean, they might win the division, which gets you in the 20s which is oh, yikes. less than ideal. I mean, even if they don't, they've already got six wins, right? So they won't be like that high up. I, I would imagine it'll be around 10th if they don't win the division. So who knows? I mean, they might try and trade or something, or I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do, but I, I, it's hard for me to imagine. That's such a crazy, that's such a crazy situation for them to be in where like, if you make the playoffs, you're like, because cause how many teams make the playoffs this year? 14? 14, yeah. So, so you're so, picking 19th or lower if you win the division. So I guess 19th would be the one if you... Well, I mean, they're going to be the worst playoff team. Uh, yeah. Like, they're not, they're not going to... You can move up if you win a game. But, right, but they're not going to win, right? Like, um, yeah. so it's funny because if they pick... If they... Yeah, because if, if you... Even if you have a worse record, if you if you make the playoffs you're going to pick behind those teams that have a better record, but didn't right. or have a, have a better record, but didn't make the playoffs. Yeah. Um, so it looks like if they lose, yeah, they will be like 11th or 12th. Like the Cowboys right now are in second place in that division and they're picking 11th at the moment. So that's big. That's a yeah, big so it's difference. Like an, would you almost rather not make the playoffs? <laughs> yeah. No, like I think you, I think you would like, I, I, when you have a guy like, a guy like a guy like um Trey Lance from from North Dakota State like he yeah he's probably gonna go around 10 10 and yeah. 12 or, or like maybe 10, like, 12 maybe range. like a Zach Wilson from BYU falls to 10th like something like that happens like yeah you're not, getting, you're not getting a top level quarterback at 19 you know from I haven't done a ton of reading about this but I've done a little bit uh and obviously Lawrence is gonna go number one shout out Jags um yes. Fields Fields is going to go, you know, two or three. And then I, I'm pretty sure like the next two guys are Zach Wilson, like you said, from BYU. Um, shout out, shout out Mormons. Yeah. Um, and Trey Lance from North Dakota State. Shout out Marshall, Minnesota, Marshall High School. Yeah. Uh, those, so those two guys, Wilson and Lance, I think are like, I mean, there's a yeah. huge, there's a huge range, huge range on Lance because he's yeah. a, he's a FCS guy. Um but I have a hard time believing he falls past. Like he'll go top half of the first round. Yeah. Um, so just this, just this one mock draft I'm looking at now from a random website has Wilson at nine and Lance at ten. So like if the yeah. if Washington could hold on and not win a division and get like eleventh, then they probably got a shot. 
either of those guys. But then there's a big drop off for the QBs after that. Like I'm not seeing another one. It's like Kyle Trask or some shit, probably. Yeah, Trask like, is like a second round guy. Mac Jones from Alabama is a second round guy. Like those aren't guys you're reaching at at 19. Right. For sure. So, and, and after those two guys, it's nothing. So like I think you want one of the top four QBs in this draft if you're trying to draft a QB that's going to start for you. Uh, that being said, like <laughs> if Washington drafts Trey Lance, they're probably not going to make him the starter from day one. Like guys going to be coming up from NDSU and will have played like one football game in 2020. So it's less than that. I mean, is he much worse than what they got? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's like, true, but I think people yeah. consider Lance to be kind of a project, right? And you know, it's, yeah, like, he is. it's tough yeah. to go from FCS to the NFL, especially when you didn't actually play much FCS the year before. So, yeah, that's true. It's tough for him that they missed that he missed. Well, FCS is playing. I'm, I think FCS they're, is playing in the spring. They're playing in the spring, but I would imagine that. No, but he's yeah, no, he's not. He's not gonna play. No, no, no. He's he's already said he's not, which is yeah. smart because if he does, because that, it's it's kind of a tricky thing though, because like, if people are saying he's a project, then like maybe it would be better for him to play because that because the whole idea is that if you play a full FCS slate and then a full NFL slate, you know, that's like, yeah, you know, 20, 25 games or something in a calendar year. Mm-hmm. Um, but if he doesn't play that much in the NFL, <laughs> then like, but that, but then, yeah. you know, he, he could tear his ACL and yeah, cost himself a bunch of, yeah. yeah, he could cost himself a bunch of money. And so you're not going to do that, but it's kind of a, yeah, I think Washington should throw, uh, so what are the standings like right now for So I believe if Washington wins they're in and then if they lose they're out. Um so for them I think it's basically winning and in. Uh the Giants are still alive as well. Um, two of those teams play each other. I forget I forget which so two. Washington is playing Dallas, I think. Yeah, or that sounds it, right. Or is it the other is Washington playing the Eagles? I can't remember. Um Yeah, I know that Washington is playing on the Sunday night game. Um so that's like going to be the last game of the regular season, but uh, and one day, oh, so it is Washington versus Philly Sunday night. So if Washington wins, they're in. If they lose, then it's the winner of Giants Cowboys earlier in the day. So I believe that's how it works. <laughs> Which oh man, <laughs> all of those teams, great football teams. Yeah, it's kind of an interesting conundrum if you're. Yeah, I imagine they'll be trying to win, but they might not because they're not especially good at football. So we'll see. What should the Washington? Would it be cool if Washington changed their name to just the Skins? No, I don't like that. <laughs> the Washington Skins. Oof, I don't like it at all. Uh, but people, always, but people always called them the Skins anyway. Yeah, but I don't know if you want to. I mean, it's time to rip the Band-Aid off. Something completely different that would be good. You know. That's fair. Um, let's talk about Ryan's team then. Uh, once again, congratulations to Quinn. Uh, Ryan finishes second in the league. Put up a, a solid effort. This well, week. One last thing I want. Sorry. One last thing I want to say about Quinn is uh, he changed his team name to just the crown emoji. Yeah. Which solid is a there from Quinn. That was a, that was a good little every week. But. Good, good little chef's kiss there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, so Ryan takes second, put up 98 points this week, so kept it really close. I mean, he had a shot on Monday night, theoretically. Like, he needed the Bills' defense to score, like, less than two points against the Pats, 
which didn't happen, didn't come especially close to happening, but you know, I suppose it was possible. Um, so let's see what happened with Ryan's team, man, Jonathan Taylor ended the year strong, put up another 19 yeah. points, another couple of touchdowns. He scored five touchdowns in his last three games. Um, Leonard Fournette as well. <laughs> the only running back standing in Tampa, uh, put up a touchdown, scored 13 points. Um, Jarvis Landry getting COVID was tough for Ryan. Yeah. Um, that, that, uh, he, he already didn't have a ton of, well, I mean, just kind of maybe just like a normal amount of depth. Well, but, the thing uh, is like Ryan, I think has a bunch of kind of mediocre wide receivers, but all of them were out basically <laughs> like Landry didn't play Parker, Devonte Parker, uh, didn't play. Sammy Watkins threw an interception and scored negative points. Uh, I guess he could have started Jerry Judy. Um, I'm not quite sure why he didn't. He, he elected to start Tyron Johnson from the Chargers. Another another totally random guy to start in the championship. Uh, that didn't work yeah. out. Super it wouldn't have mattered, but... Uh, yeah, yeah. It would have been close. I guess like if, if uh, <laughs> Quinn, Quinn had screwed up even more with the line of decisions and Ryan had started Judy, but, you know, that's... Uh, pretty hypothetical but yeah the Landry thing hurts because like you know Landry you know could have easily scored 10 points in this game and then Ryan would have won so that's that's a tough one to take um at the end of the year like that especially like having it be COVID like having it not be a regular injury and having it be like a COVID thing is is rough you know yeah it's kind of fitting for the season yeah Mm -hmm. I do feel like not that many fantasy relevant guys have missed games for COVID or COVID concerns, uh, which I've been a little surprised by. It just feels like a lot of the time it's like, oh, random offensive tackle or like a random, the kicker got it or something. You know? Not as many. So remember that one week where it was a shit show with the Ravens? Yeah. But then, but then it ended up kind of working out because they just moved the game like three times to like, uh-huh. ended up getting played on like Tuesday. So I, but coming into the season, I thought that was going to happen. But like with, multiple teams like every like all other, the time yeah. like, like like every other week like yeah. every other week we were gonna have like a fucking just because that that's why that's why a lot of leagues had ir spots this year mm-hmm. was because like they you know you imagined like it not being a super far-fetched idea that your team would end up like you'd have three guys getting inactive covid tracing not even like positive tests, but like COVID tracing, you know, kind of thing. And your bench would just get depleted and you needed the extra roster spots. But that kind of thing, like the, the like crisis, it was really just like that one week with the Ravens. Yeah. And the Titans had their one game that got pushed because uh, of their outbreak. But yeah, it was basically. Oh like yeah. That Titan Steelers two, game. Two team wide outbreaks and then just kind of like sporadic other stuff. So yeah, which in the grand scheme of things is probably better than we would have expected it's absolutely better than i expected shout out like i know we shit on the nfl a lot for like being like a shady organization which like Mm -hmm. they are uh but i have to give them credit tip my cap to them because whatever they did protocols they put in place um it it, we this season was like 90 percent normal like minimum yeah, well, you know I, definitely, I, mean? like, I definitely have some quibbles with how they handled the Titans and Ravens situation. Like, I think they should have just caved and gone for a week 18 at some point and pushed games to then if they needed to. 
But I mean, just in general, I mean, in terms of keeping spread relatively low on teams, it seemed like they've done a pretty good job, you know, comparable to what MLB has done, uh, which I think is a pretty good outcome for NFL. So, yeah, they didn't they didn't suck. Um, other stuff with Ryan's team that you want to discuss? Um, not you kind of touched on it. Taylor had a good week. He had a good second half of the season. Um, Fournette was Ronald Jones out again? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he got a good week. For, I mean, if you're Ryan, like, you know, it's a tough loss. You score. I mean, 98 is the kind of thing where like. When you score 98, it's like you expect to win, but uh-huh. you're not. But you're not like totally shocked if you lose. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Right. Um, Especially in the championship, you know. It, it, it's points. tough to get. It's tough to get eight from your flex guys. Um, I'm not yeah. sure if I'm not sure if Rieger's in the. Maybe Rieger had a later slate game than Johnson did. Um, I don't think Ryan would have like. Put, I don't think Ryan would have had Rieger. I'm trying to remember what time Philly and Dallas played, but I, I didn't, I didn't pay any attention to this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I'm going to guess that Johnson was playing earlier than Rieger was. Well, um, they played on Saturday, didn't they? The Chargers. The Chargers. Yeah. yeah, that 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 would make sense. Because um, Ryan adheres to the the hype train subscribed. Uh, don't don't fuck up with your flex thing. Uh, so, you know, if, so if you just imagine Johnson in for, I mean, they scored pretty much the same amount, but like get it, only getting seven or eight points out of your two flex guys. I mean, that's where the difference was to yeah. me. Um, he had an okay enough week otherwise. Um, yeah. I mean, like Ryan's stars, did well it was just like the guys who have been more up and down this season or who are kind of unproven like nobody really popped like if you gotten a single touchdown from any of these guys he would have won right like Edo smith uh could have scored a touchdown or Rieger or chase claypool who has been kind of a weird fantasy player this year he had a great week from kelsey too um yeah. 98 in the touchdown got Kel- standard kelsey week i read i read somewhere that kelsey is like I'm trying to remember what the stat was. It was like, it was like he's, he was like fifth among pass catchers in receiving yards. Well, so he's, or, he's or actually like that. this season he's actually second in receiving yards behind only Stephon Diggs. So yeah, that's nuts. That's impressive. Uh, it sounds like he might get week 17 off because uh, the Chiefs have clinched the bye. But. That's pretty huge. Yeah. Travis Kelsey, 1,400 yards and 11 touchdowns as a tight end. It's, it's pretty insane, um, especially just like the week-to-week consistency. He's had basically like one bad week the entire season. So, And that one bad week, uh, we, I've, we've said it before, but that one bad week was that snowy Buffalo game in like week uh, actually, eight or, or whatever. Actually, no, he scored two touchdowns in that game. Uh, it was the week after that randomly. Um, they played the, the Broncos, and he didn't do very much, but uh, – Oh, yeah, you're right. Huh, that's weird. Yeah, so shout out to Travis Kelsey. Uh, Man, look, looking looking up and down, these stat lines are insane. Yeah, I, I'm going to guess oh, that, like, man. all for all but, like, five tight ends or something, like, basically their best game of the year is akin to, like, an average Kelsey game, right? <laughs> like, oh, yeah. 100 yards and a touchdown is, like, a pretty average Kelsey game. Like, I'm, like I didn't even mention, you know, this week he scored a – 16 points. I didn't even bring it up because it's like Jared Kelsey. That's what he does, right? It would have been pretty cool if he had played 
Um, this says he's only 43 yards behind Diggs. Mm-hmm. Um, it would have been pretty cool if Kelsey had caught Diggs, but yeah, he's probably he's probably not going to play this week, mm-hmm. or not um, super much, anyways. Yeah, yeah, that God, that'd be so cool if he got it. Um, but what? Oh well. Um, but but now that I'm thinking about it, like the fl- like I'm I'm saying that the flexes were the story of the tape for for Ryan, but like Quinn didn't get much from his flexes either. So I'm trying to like kind of figure out where the it's cause I mean, like Gaskin had 28, like that, yeah. that's the kind of bar that I think like, like Ryan got 26 from Watson. Mahomes got 19 Brown and Higgins combined for 24. I mean, yeah. So Brown and Higgins combined for 24 Claypool and Johnson combined for seven. Um, that's a pretty big gap. Uh, Gaskin and Jones combined for 38. Taylor and Fournette combined for 31. That's not that big of a gap. Kelsey pretty steadily outscored Logan. I, yeah, I think the big difference is um, the Higgins. Now that I'm really now that I'm really looking at it more, I think like Quinn getting 24 from 24 25 from Antonio Brown and T Higgins, whereas Ryan only got like eight. Yeah, from his like, two like starting none, wide receivers. Ryan's receivers did very well. So. Yeah, that's kind of that's kind of the difference to me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, uh, want to move on and talk about the third place game then? Do we have to? Yeah, Ben, let's do it. We got two more <laughs> games here. We're talking about the consolation championship too. God damn it! Not for very long, but we'll talk about it. Uh, well, can I say something for the record before yeah. we get into the third place game? Uh, Ethan's team is good. Yeah, we didn't we didn't mean to shit as much on Ethan's team as we did last <laughs> week. Uh, I I wouldn't say that it's good, but I would say that it's better than we are giving it credit for. So, uh, and he finished third place, so he's laughing all the way to the bank with his twenty five dollars. So, uh, also ended Henry's streak of being third place at three years in a row. <laughs> so, That's is uh, Henry might be glad. <laughs> you gotta t- you gotta take the, some of the pressure off of that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Ethan, no, Ethan broke the curse. Henry was cursed into third place. Uh, yeah, that, that's a good point. Um, okay, so yeah, let's talk about Ethan's teams. Ethan won the third place game, one hundred and three to ninety three over Henry. Um, so <laughs> I think I said in making our picks last week that I trusted in Ethan's team because uh, he's really reliant on the Bears and the Bears were playing the Jags. And like that was his entire team, basically. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, David Montgomery scored 18 points. Allen Robinson scored 10. Mitch Trubisky scored 24. So like that, that's good. That's how you start. <laughs> Having David great- John- David Johnson also also had yeah, that's uh, the- and that was the fourth. 100 and what is this? 140 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's pretty. That's good. a lot. So um, yeah, good. And we got we got a nice little week from Zeke. Look at that. Thanks, Zeke. Yeah, Zeke is alive. Uh, well, the Cowboys might make the playoffs. After, you know, we were talk- talking about this earlier with Washington, but, like, after everyone just shat on the Cowboys, like, the entire season, they might just, like, wind up in the playoffs, which would be very funny. That win they got against the Vikings, that was, like, kind of bizarre. That, yeah. like, could be the the difference. Um, yeah, kind of funny. Could be what turns around for them. I mean, they were 3-9 and nine at one point, and now they're 6-9 uh, and nine looking at the playoffs. So um, Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it was a – a week where, yeah, all, all of Ethan's guys that he needed to do well, like all of the Bears guys and David Johnson, they all they all had really good games. Uh, the scrappier guys in Ethan's lineup, the Tyler Eiferts and Russell Gages of the world didn't do much, but when your stars score that many points, you don't need them to. Um, 
Yeah, looking at looking at Ethan's team versus Henry's team, um, obviously, like this is a kind kind of similar to scoring wise to Quinn versus Ryan. Um, it's close enough for you. I mean, it's the running backs um, that were the difference here. Ethan got what is this forty three from Montgomery and Johnson combined, which is pretty nuts. Henry got twenty one combined from Chubb and Davis. So that's like double it. Ethan like doubled Henry's running back project production. Um, yeah. That's kind of where the difference was. One thing that is kind of interesting with Ethan's team is that Ethan had started the Steelers defense like pretty much all year, I think. And they've been the number one defense in fantasy uh, by a pretty wide margin. But this week, you know, the last week of the season, he bailed on them and it was the wrong decision. I mean, he still won, but uh, Steelers put up nine points and he started the Saints defense, which to be fair has been quite good as well. Uh, but the Saints defense only scored one point. He tilted. Uh, yeah, he's got, got to stick with your the guys that got you there, you know. The Steelers' defense, man. I mean, because they're just like a lock for at least three sacks every week, it seems like. And then they're going to add in a, a takeaway or two as well. You know, they were playing the Colts, so it wasn't an awesome matchup. but um, Yeah, but like Phillip Rivers can't move. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yes, they had five sacks. Yeah, they had five sacks this game. Um, yeah. Um is is that enough about Ethan's team or, or uh, should we should we he should have started Chad Hansen, right? <laughs> for the meme. Eight yards for Chad Hansen. Uh I, I, I do want to say T. Y. Hilton uh put up sixty yards, so that now makes his last five games of the season uh basically his five best on the year. So shout out to T. Y. Oh, just barely not. If he had gotten seventy yeah, yeah. Uh, one, one game earlier in the season was 69 yards. Nice. But otherwise, yeah, man, uh, he turned it around. He turned it around. So, T.Y. still alive, helping Ethan's team to the third-place finish here. Yeah. Um, third place. You got If you're Ethan, I think you got to feel great about third place. Yeah, honestly, like, with, with this lineup, especially, like, Ethan was pretty much, like, out on this team after, like, week 12 or something when I played him. He was like, yeah, I'm not doing anything with this team. Um, so yeah, I mean the, the fact that you finished third, I mean, he had a shot at a championship, obviously, like when you get to the semis, you have a shot. So, you know, I'm sure he's a bit bummed about that, but yeah, you can't really turn up your nose at, at third place with, uh, you know, not, not like a, a whole ton has gone right for Ethan this year up until the playoffs. So gotta be uh, I have a question. Who has the third pick in the draft? Um, let me check. Tom. Tom, that would be the most interesting pick because that's the, um, cause we've kind of established like, uh, CMC, Derek Henry, Dalvin cook, Camara, right? Yeah. I think so. So, are... so, so Tom's going to have to admit Tom's gonna, the fourth pick. You just pick whoever's left, but Tom's going to have an interesting decision of whoever, whoever's left there. Yeah. I think the, the top group in general is interesting next year. Cause I, I don't think we have like a runaway number one pick, um, so I, th- I think this, the whole top of the draft is going to be great. Would it be douchey of me to, like, say who I think should be the number one pick? Or should I kind of – Go ahead. I, Connor has the number one pick, and I'm sure he's not listening to this. So. I, like, I would – I cannot understand why whoever has the number one pick – why you would not go Derrick Henry. Yeah, I mean – Like, I, 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 it, like that team is so 
suited for like you know what their strategy is you know what they want to do on offense like they're they have a they have a good team like that's the thing like some teams like say like the vikings like they say they want to run the ball but then like they kind of suck and then they have to throw but like tennessee is good like they they can get ahead on you and then they can just pound it with Derek. and it's not like we've only seen it for like half a season it's like we we have like two years like two full seasons of like or maybe like a year and a half. Like, I don't know if they were quite good the first half of last season, but like, like I, I haven't looked at like the stats super consistently, but isn't Derrick Henry like leading like end of the season last year, last year, I think he, I think I saw this on the broadcast on Sunday night or something. Like he was, they called it like the triple crown or something. And he was last season. He was first in carries first in rushing yards uh, tied for first in rushing touchdowns. Uh-huh. And and this year he's first in carries, first in rushing yards, and like fourth in rushing touchdowns. Yeah, like, I, mean, like, I, I don't, I don't know how you pass that up with the number one pick. It's, well, it's. So it, here's the thing, though, Ben. Derrick Henry is not the number one running back in fantasy football right now. He is the number three running back. Kamara and Cook both have more points than Henry this year. Cook even missed a game, um, and is still in front of Henry. But like, that's not like, I, like I get, I get what you're saying, and it's a fair point. But I don't. I think it is unwise to just go st- blindly off of who scored. I think it's a little, um, like, I think it's a, not like short-sighted isn't the right word, but it's like over to just say like, oh, X player scored more fantasy points on the whole season than Y player. Like, I think when you're talking about like ceiling versus floor, like pr- like expected value, like. Uh, Dalvin Cook could just like get hurt. Like he gets hurt all the time. Like I, you know, you, like it. It's the kind of thing where I don't. I don't think it's as easy as you just say like, oh, so and so scored more fantasy points this year than this other guy. Like I, I, it's just like the consistency of Derrick Henry, the like expected value that you're gonna get. Like what we have seen. Um, I, I, I just I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how you pass that up. It just it's it's so obvious to me. Like like and when you're talking about these like top top three or four guys like to me like you you're splitting hairs like all these guys are good players and 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 to me like that consistency that you know you're getting from Derrick Henry um unless he like anyone could tear their ACL right like like but like it's it's so obvious to me like (laughs) it's so obvious Like, like 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 you just got you you say every week like yo Ryan you're a fucking idiot for trading Derrick Henry like what the fuck and and to be fair, I wouldn't have it, traded any of these other guys either. <laughs> I, 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 it's just I don't, I don't, I, I, and maybe, maybe I'm not looking at the tea leaves right, but I, I just well, don't see I, I how do you pass that, up Derrick Henry number bunch, one. I don't, I don't see stats, it. A bunch of the stats that you said are rushing stats, which is obviously important. But I mean, the the thing with Henry that he doesn't do that other guys do is receiving yardage, right? So this season, Derrick Henry has 114 yards receiving and no receiving touchdowns. Alvin Kamara, on the other hand, has 756 yards receiving with five touchdowns. Even somebody like Cook has 360 yards in the TD. So, like, that's where they make up that room, right, is, you know, obviously Henry's probably going to lead the league in rushing next year. I would be surprised if he didn't, um, especially if he stays healthy. But the receiving thing, you know, it makes a big difference. Um, Less of a difference in our league than in PPR leagues, obviously. But uh, it's definitely something that allows other guys to catch up with yeah, if we were PPR, I wouldn't really be as gung ho about it. But yeah, then I think standard is, is pretty obvious. <laughs> yeah. 
this guy. Um, or maybe McCaffrey, if you really trust him to stay healthy. But like, But even with Kamara, like, when you're talking about the number one pick, like, like we've been talking about, like, what if Drew Brees isn't back? Um, yeah, that definitely like, is. It, 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 like, when Taysom Hill was the starter, like, Kamara wasn't very good. Right. Um, I will say, like, it, I'm playing devil's advocate right now, but if Henry falls to me at two, I feel pretty comfortable saying that I will take him there. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we'll, we'll see how it goes. It, it should be interesting because, you know, a lot of years we come in with an obvious number one pick, and that, I don't think that's going to be the case next year. I think there's that top tier of four guys. Uh, I'm sure there are going to be people banging the drum for, like, going really early with Devontae Adams or something. You know, it's going to be a fun draft. So. I'm curious to see if um... – if Connor doesn't pick CMC, say Connor picks Derrick Henry, if you want to have the CMC experience again. Yeah, that'll be a little be, because you're, I, I might just like go safe with Camara or something. Because you're well, because you're a big stats guy, right? Like you, like I'm sure you know all about like the different like uh, you know biases that we have, like recency bias and stuff like that. Like if you like if you like, I, I just, I'm I'm interested to see uh, if if you um, double down with CMC and and you know. Yeah, he had a concerning year from an injury standpoint. Like, it was three different things. Like, un- three unrelated, fairly major injuries <laughs> that kept him out for multiple weeks. So, that's, that's concerning. It's concerning. Will CMC fall to nine? No. <laughs> <laughs> what if he's hurt all year, though? Then he's not worth a top eight pick. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like you're saying. If so, 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 if he's going to be hurt, and that's why he's not going to be a top two pick, why would he be a top eight pick? Why would anyone pick him at all? I fair point. He might just go undrafted. By that logic, I I think there's a non-zero chance at CMC. Like I might not take him at nine. Really? Okay. So he's just gonna wrap around to me at like twenty-seven or whatever. Is that the case? He could. He could. You uh, never uh, know. Let, let's let's get back on topic here. So, yeah, we kind of went off the rails there. What yeah. were we even talking about? <laughs> I, I like how the two of us are, have been out of it, so we're really into talking about the draft next year. Uh, uh, oh, so this is how we got to it. So Ethan got third, so then I asked who has the third pick in the draft because I just kind of uh, – Because yeah. you uh, heard the number three. Because yeah. I heard the number uh, three, yeah. Let's talk about Henry then. So he loses his third-place game. 93 points, though. Solid effort. Um, let's see what happened here. So J.D. McKissick, 15 points. Uh I mean, we were talking about Travis Kelsey earlier, but Jaron Waller has been very good as well. Put up. Yeah, essentially, I think Henry's week essentially boils down to like a big like fuck you and just kind of like a little fuck you, like a big fuck you to Brandon Ayuk. Um, I think he he was hoping for double digits from Brandon Ayuk um, because he's been. Oh, did he? I think so. Uh, yeah. I guess maybe he maybe he played. I don't know, but yeah, he's hurt now. Um, um adding one rush. The dominant Ayuk was a tertiary, but the dominant Cardinals on the ground from start to finish. Shanahan had well the reason to throw. Yeah, I think I think he played. He must have played the full game. This doesn't say anything about it in the game. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like his last. Look at this. So like, I think so. I'm guessing he didn't play against the Packers or the Rams. Um, yeah, he, he missed but, but one, two, three, four, five, six games in a row, besides the two that he missed, were at least 10 points, at least 11 yeah. points. He's been really and then, he, and then, yeah. and then he, only, he only gets three points this week. That's tough for Henry. And just like a little bit of a fuck you to Mike Davis. I think he probably would have won a little more from Mike Davis. But, yeah, I mean, only but, 28, 28 yards on 14 carries from Davis. That's kind of Yeah, he did yeah. Score but, a touchdown yeah. to save his day. 
Yeah. But like besides that, like you can't like Hertz 19 or 18 and a half, Cooper 12, Chubb 12, Waller 11, McKissick yeah, I guess, 15. I guess maybe That's... the other thing is that you're hoping for more than that from Hertz against the Cowboys defense. Like Hertz has been, I guess Hertz has really only had like one incredible game, which was last week. Uh, yeah. I don't like, you can't be mad about 19. Like, yeah. you know, like it's just kind of like 19 is like, you know, you t- but like McKissick 15 is a great week for McKissick. Um, yeah. Right. I guess a big thing for Henry this week is that Clyde Edwards-Hilaire was hurt. Um, you know, he's probably sliding him in the flex instead of Kiki QT or something like that, um, which, you know, would a few points. Would Clyde have scored more than five and a half? That's what I want to know. I know you're really down on Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, but, like, he usually scores more than five and a half. Like, you can go look at the thing. <laughs> I'll, I'm going to go look. Yeah, like, he, he occasionally has his down games, but even those are, like, three or okay, four. Okay, sorry, he would have scored nine. I mean, I don't know. You wouldn't have mattered. Did he, did he lose by when they made up the difference, but uh, you know, it could have, but can I, can I, can I, so I know we're talking about Henry, like Henry got fourth. Congratulations. Big fourth place finish for Henry. Um, But I want to pat myself on the back just a little bit. Uh, I, 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 I thought it was pretty ballsy of me to trade Clyde uh, at the beginning of the year. Uh, I tried to climb the pour cold water on you patting yourself on the back after you finish. Go ahead. So I traded Clyde and like Gardner Minshew uh, and someone else kind of random for Travis Kelsey and Tyler Lockett. And I want to pat myself on the back for that because that was a good trade. I will also say Ben that uh, the reason that you had Clyde Edwards Lair was because you picked him seventh overall, like a week before this trade. So, <laughs> yeah, I, what are you, what are you saying? Like, so that's saying, like, like, like you're trying to say like, oh, I got him under Clyde Edwards Hilaire. And it's like, you had, you had like picked him like pretty early. Uh, like, and I sold and I, so, and, and I, but no, I drafted him like where consensus had him, Evan. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. What are you talking? No, like, I'm just confused. What I'm just confused. What your point is like, I, I drafted said, like, him. Your, your thing is like, oh, I like got out under Clyde Edwards Hilaire, but like you had invested in him. Right. Like you, yeah. I still think, but I still think trading, like if we could do that draft over, I still don't think you would trade whoever you're getting at seven for Kelsey and Lockett. Like we just got done saying that Kelsey's going to lead the league, could lead the league in receiving yards. Right. Like I, I, I'm just saying like, I think I got good value on like what Clyde was worth at the time and clearly i sold high on him that's all i'm saying yeah right mm-hmm. that's I, that's just kind of what i say about like you don't want your first round picks to carry any risk like that's kind of, i i like after i drafted clyde i was just like a little tight butthole and that's, i was that's like exactly what i'm saying is like like you you picked him in the first round but then we're like immediately like i gotta get out of here <laughs> yeah i don't which know I like, got, which I think but i but but i did i got i yep. I'm just I'm confused what your point is. Well, I, I'm saying it's like yeah, like you made the right choice to get rid of him. Like he he didn't have like an awesome year or anything. I mean he wasn't terrible, but definitely not worth the seventh overall pick. Uh, so you made the right choice to get rid of him, but you also picked him at seventh. You know, <laughs> so it's like yeah, you, I guess I, to avoid being tight butthole, you could have just like picked someone else <laughs> at that at that pick. You know. Yeah, but like it was too early to pick Kelsey there though. Yeah, I know that you always like to have Travis Kelsey, so. There's that. I had to I had to pick someone that had a little clout. Yeah. Um, yeah, anything else with Henry's team? 
don't know. Um, Darren Waller just continued. If if Travis Kelsey didn't exist, we would be uh, like rubbing one out for Darren Waller every week. Still doing it, but yeah. I yeah, maybe I, I might just do it anyway. Um, right after this pod. <laughs> Uh, I just, I don't, I don't have much else. We kind of shat on Ayuk. I think that's kind of the story of the tape for yeah. tail of the tape tale story. Of the tape. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is that, is that fair? I just don't really yeah. see much else here. That's all I got. Uh, you, we want to very briefly talk about, uh, the consolation championship and then wrap this up. Evan, no. We know that, uh, I'm the guy who loves the consolation bracket in, on this podcast. So uh, Connor took the consolation championship 91 to 79 over Nick. So Connor is going to get that first pick next year, uh, which is big, you know, it's helpful. Although as we were talking about, maybe like anywhere between first and fourth is roughly similar next year, but Connor would have been picking like sixth if he had uh, lost this game. So it's a big move up for him. Uh, I mean, Devonte Adams, do I need to say more? 17. Yeah, fair. Rounds? Are you kidding? God, 17 touchdowns. And also, so Devontae Adams in the first six weeks of the season, he only had two TDs. He missed a couple games with injury and he had a couple games where he didn't score. So, like in the last nine weeks, he has scored 15 touchdowns. Like, oh my God. <laughs> I mean, I feel like there's always, I think, it, I think it's funny how NFL media always picks a new best wide receiver in the league every year. And then they act like it was obvious the whole time. Uh, like last year it was like, Oh, Michael Thomas is the best wide receiver in the NFL. And like he has been for years or like the year before that, it was like Julio Jones is the best. And then like, just kind of randomly, like another wide receiver has a great year. And then all of a sudden he's the best wide receiver. So I'm sure that Devonta Adams will follow up this, this year and not be wide receiver one. But that is, that is a good point. I, I I didn't really notice that the media does that, but they I totally feel, it do. happens. It happens every yeah. year, and it's no, like it totally it, does. It's just a fact of like there being like ten really elite wide receivers in the NFL, and just randomly one of them is going to have like an awesome year, and another couple of guys are going to get injured and have bad years, or some guys will have bad quarterback play or whatever. And just like for wide for wide receivers, it's um, it's a pretty fickle position. Like if you. If you draft like if if you look at any of the wide receiver ones in a given season and you look at their week by week uh, performances, I don't know like what the exact statistic is, but like a third of their games are going to be duds. Yeah, which is like which is like if you're it's, so that's like the, and that's like the cream of the crop too, like yeah. the cream so of the crop Adams wide receiver is, one. Adams is basically breaking that trend by just scoring a touchdown every week. But even he, like you know, in week fifteen last week, he scored four points. Like it happens, yeah. right? Um, yeah, I was just saying it to your point about when you have like the ten best wide receivers, like a few of them are going to be bad and one of them is going to be really good, just because that's the variability that's inherent yeah, in that position. Right. right. Um, but yeah, man, this 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 log on Devonte Adams is yeah, nuts. It's, it's, it's yeah. Um, yeah, like he, he, scores, he scores at least one touchdown every single week. You know. Yeah, it's like you see like week twelve against Chicago, he had sixteen a touchdown. It's like, dude, you sucked that week. It, it's and <laughs> yeah, it's like that's very average week for him. That's like a nuts man. This is I I'm curious to see because just like. I don't know. I'm just going to like, I don't know, regression stats, buzzwords, like, like how, how, how do you follow this up? Like you can't, like, I'm pretty excited for Devonte Adams to get 
overdrafted next year. Oh yeah. I, so we, we were talking about those top four running backs. I wouldn't be shocked at all. If Adam goes fifth, Adams goes fifth right after those guys. Um, that makes sense. Yeah. That, yeah. It's it just like, you, I assume green Bay will, they're going to have to, it. they're going to have they, to get another wide receiver, right? They have <laughs> to, like, they have to get another wide out. Like yeah. they'll, they'll either, they'll either draft one or, or so I guess the, the tough thing for them is that they, they, they had a wide receiver, but he maybe he was kind of bad. I'm trying to remember who it was. Was it Brandon Waffel or some something like that? Who they, what they had you, a wide. What are you thinking of? <laughs> no, they they had they had, a, they had they had a wide receiver that they signed in free agency this year that opted out because of COVID. Oh, it was Funchess. It was Funchess. Brandon Waffel like five years ago. <laughs> I I couldn't remember, but it, it was it was okay. it was Funchess, and Funchess is like a. Yeah. He's like fine, right? Like yeah. I, I think to really dent Adam's stock, it's gonna have to be someone better than Funches. But like they're probably yeah, that's not fair. gonna sign someone better than Funches, I would imagine. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just uh, you don't score seventeen touchdowns two years in a row, right? It's just you don't do that. Uh, it's really hard. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, like I, I'm certain he's gonna be the first wide receiver drafted. So we'll just see how high it is. Um, yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting. I, I'm interested to see it. What if they? It'll be funny if they don't like draft a wide receiver in the first two rounds again. Yeah, they just. Continue. That's like that's like clearly what they should do, right? Like that'd be the best value. I I, I feel like I feel like if you go to free agency, especially it's supposed with, to be a really good wide receiver draft too. You got like Bateman and Rondell Moore and like Jamar Chase from LSU. Like it's a bunch of really good guys. I think so. that Alabama guy. Well, he'll probably go like top oh, yeah, ten. Devontae Smith from Alabama. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm going to, I'd get pretty hard if Bateman got drafted by the Packers. Yeah. That'd be, I've seen uh, that mocked at least once. I think you pointed it out actually. Um, <laughs> yeah. Bateman to the Packers. Gotta love it. Um, yeah. So I, I would imagine they'll, they'll get somebody else. Will that really dent Adams? Who knows? But, but maybe. Uh, yeah. It's, this is just, an, it, it, it's, well, I mean, it's kind of the same thing. Like if you dent, you know, if you draft a guy like Bateman and he takes away, 20% of because yeah. Adams is getting everything right. And, yeah. and Alan Lazard was hurt for a good amount of the year. Like he was like, mm-hmm. it was literally like a perfect, it was a perfect storm for Devonte Adams. Like he had no competition. Um, like if, if like, if like, I feel like Bob Tunyon uh, was like, he was just a good fantasy tight end because he was just like, he like had a pulse you know what I mean? Like, 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 because they can't go to Devonte Adams every time in the red zone. So, yeah, like, almost. Th- like, yeah. who, 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 like, he, like, Tunyon was a viable tight end start this year, like, exclusively for the same reason that Devonte Adams was like an insane wide receiver. One is like just because the Packers had no one else. Like, they, like, the, if 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 Adams was covered, like, Tunyon's gonna be your second read, and like, because there's no one else like on this team that can catch the ball and it's like if you I don't really know what I'm trying to say but like if if you draft someone or, or sign someone in free agency like that can kind of be when you're talking about like drafting a guy fifth overall versus like eighth overall like that that's the kind of thing that can it, it takes very little yeah to, to to knock a guy from being worthy of the fifth pick to being worthy of the eighth or ninth pick like it's just it's a very fickle like line and like drafting a guy could absolutely knock him back that far. 
as far as like value is concerned. Yeah. Uh, I guess the only other thing I really wanted to say about Connor's team was I feel like we haven't talked about Calvin Ridley that much this year and he's been really good too. He's at 1300 yards and nine touchdowns. Uh, Julio Jones has been out the last couple of weeks, I think. And uh, Ridley has four straight hundred yard games with him out. He also had four earlier in the year. So I mean, Calvin Ridley, very good at football. I think we should just let that be known. Yeah, that's fair. Um, tough week for Baker. Rip Baker. Yeah, I mean, Baker is just not very good fantasy QB-wise. I mean, he's had a bunch of single-digit games this year. <laughs> he's had two, three, four, five, six single-digit games. Like, oof. <laughs> that's, man. I, I'm almost impressed that Connor... Uh, oh, to be oh, I forgot. To be fair, like he didn't have any of his wide receivers. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I think that I think we got to cut him some slack there. Yeah, Mayfield has had some excuses with his bad games. Like they had like three games in a row with really terrible weather, um, so that's why he had that that streak earlier in the season. But yeah, it's like Baker Mayfield, not the best fantasy option. Um, I'm almost a little impressed that Connor, you know, he had like an okay team. Like I think he was like ninth in scoring or something but like with baker mayfield and matthew stafford as his qb is it's kind of impressive so <laughs> Don't like, no, yeah really yeah looking at this team it's kind of like the definition of average like like this yeah, is yeah. like if you had told me that this team w- would win like if you had told me in like week seven that this team would win the consolation bracket i would be like yeah that makes sense it makes sense yeah Devontae adams just kind of drags you there yeah yeah pretty much all right, uh, let's quickly talk about Nick's team then and then get out of here. Uh, so so my question, Ben, did, Nick, did Nick's team earn our respect? Did we respect Nick's team? So I, I think Nick is, Nick is a um, – he's a big Hawkeyes guy, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and the, the thing with Iowa's legacy of excellence – um, is that you don't, there are no moral victories at the university of Iowa. Um, <laughs> there, you know, you, there are, you know, there is a certain standard in place there, um, where I would say Nick is, I would say at the end of the day, like, because Nick is not going to be able to hang the, the consolation championship banner. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't think we can, or he can't hang the, semi-finalist banner or the or the nit banner or the sweet 16 banner you know there's no banner to hang here right and because there's no banner to hang like if i say if i put my 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 stake in the ground or whatever and say you know i i do not respect nick's team i think nick would respect that take (laughs) because nick understands that getting second in the consolation bracket is not a basis upon a basis for respect, you know, yep. like, like yep. Nick's, Nick's guys, like, you know, I'm not saying, I'm not saying that his guys aren't, you know, good players. I'm not saying they didn't, they didn't, you know, pl- play, play their butts off. You know, they have a lot of heart on that team. Um, they, they tried their best and I'm, I, I don't want to be too hard on them, but, like, do I respect this team? Like, no, I don't. I don't respect <laughs> the team. But do I respect each of the players' efforts? Absolutely. I, but I do want to say a team, a team, the entity of the team. I don't. I don't respect it. It's just there. 
I can't, you can't just go around saying you respect every team, you know, then what does, what does that, what, there's no value in that anymore. Is that, is that a fair take? I think that's fair. Uh, my take on Nick's team this week, I lost some respect for Nick because he didn't start George Kittle. Um, he held on to George Kittle for like two freaking months so that he could maybe play in week 16 and Kittle like miraculously comes back and plays and puts up 90 yards on Nick's bench. I, I'm livid. I, I'm disgusted in this. Like, Nick, come on, man. I know that he probably like didn't set his lineup or something or like Kittle played on Saturday. So maybe he just like forgot or whatever. But like you've had him on the bench for so long, wasting a spot for this one game and you get the chance to use him and you don't like, oh, man, it wouldn't have made a difference again. Um, but uh that that one hurts. I, it hurts the brand, especially, you know, you talked about Nick being an Iowa guy with George Kittle sitting on your bench when he's playing. It hurts. It hurts a lot. Um, I guess the other thing that really hurt the team this week was Terry McLaurin not playing. Um, you know, that could have conceivably turned this one around for Nick, but oh well. Yeah, I wonder. So because McLaurin didn't play like Nick was definitely I, I was I thought that maybe he just like didn't set his lineup or something. But yeah, he did get McLaurin but, out of there. Huh? But he got McLaurin out of there. So yeah, that's a yeah. good point. I guess like um, I was saying though, he might not have checked it until Sunday, in which case Kittle would have already been locked in. So that might have been it. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess I guess Ebron did outscore George Kittle. <laughs> yeah, but he would he could have flexed. He could yeah, have yeah, yeah, P, P Ryan. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotten Emmanuel. I guess Emmanuel Sanders outscored him too. So <laughs> I, I do agree. That's that's tough for the that's tough for the brand. Yeah. Um, I didn't realize that Gibson played. I yeah, like when I, I saw. I didn't realize that either, actually. When I saw McKissick's uh, line, I just assumed that um, it was him and Barber. Yeah, it looks like maybe there. not. Maybe not a full workload. Like he only got ten carries, but yeah. Um. All right. Uh, anything else with Nick, or are we? Uh, uh no, nothing with nothing with Nick. Uh, I will say Connor and I each won our uh consolation championships this year so hang the banner <laughs> it's a small banner but it's it's a banner nonetheless yeah congrats to connor winning, winning that getting the first pick so and so do, does connor get bucks. money back he gets 10 bucks what was the what was our buy-in this year 30 oh okay yeah um i also want to shout out uh andrews nfl.com team for upsetting the heavy heavy favorites <laughs> ryan's team in the uh, NFL.com bracket. So Ryan, or Andrew got an extra 10 bucks for that one as well. Now, That's rough. Been, that is rough for Ryan. to a championship all season long <laughs> and coughed it up because of Alvin Kamara uh, in, that was on Andrew's team in, in that game. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, we didn't talk about Kamara. So it's tough because we don't yeah. talk about every team. We, we don't touch on who just had insane fantasy performances, but Kamara had, if you didn't see it, what was it, like 180 yards and six touchdowns or something like that? Yep. 53 points, um, like the third, second or third highest fantasy points ever and like highest like in the actual fantasy era. So, yeah, <laughs> it's pretty insane. What, what, what is the fantasy era considered? Uh, I think you kind of draw the line like somewhere in like the 90s or something or like the late 80s or whenever people started like playing it. I, I mean, the, the I'm, other... pretty, yeah, I'm pretty sure my dad was playing fantasy in like his office pool in like the 90s yeah, or like I mean, maybe like the late 80s. I don't, I yeah, don't know. I, I think it started in like the 80s at some point. Um, but yeah, like the, uh, the only game higher than him was like 
was it like Ernie Nevers in like the forties or fifties or something? So like, yeah, not, not fantasy times. Yeah. So. Also Stefan Diggs had a big week. Yeah. Um, we That's, didn't, cause we didn't talk, we good. didn't talk about what did, what did Diggs have? He had like a hundred and so he had, he scored like 30. TDs. Um, I don't know how much he already did, like one fifty or something. I think, yeah, I think he scored like 32. So one fifty would be about right. Um, yeah, I wonder how many fantasy matchups were decided because of the, or how many like championships were decided because of like the Camara and Stefan Diggs. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm sure Camara, like if you had, if you had Camara in the championship, you won like automatically, unless you were a really small league or something that was super high scoring. In our league, it certainly would have won uh, almost automatically. So, yeah. Um, um, Derek Henry had a big, well, no, he didn't have a big week. He only had 9.8. If Ryan had <laughs> made that, just assume that Derek Henry. Was well, I was was I thinking of last week? You could yeah, have been thinking like, of most other weeks. It was Derek Henry. So. Yeah, last week. Well, so oh, I was thinking of so like we haven't talked about my team at all because I lost. Uh, but yeah, last week he had one fifty in the touchdown. Yeah. Uh, I so I guess before we sign off, just a programming note. So we do still have one episode left on the season, and we're gonna be be back next sometime middle of next week with uh, the hypies the uh, annual award show so get pumped for that uh, i'm sure it'll be like a three-hour episode because even in this episode we're over an hour uh, <laughs> but uh excited for that and then we'll probably be back for the draft in april so um i want to say i want to make a plug anyone listening uh if you want to submit some like yeah. mailbag not like i like it, it, it can it, be you can make it anonymous. You can also make it uh, not anonymous. I, I <laughs> my my email my my email is uh, b Lattimore b is in Ben Lattimore and then the number three at yahoo.com b Lattimore three at yahoo.com. Send literally anything or wait why why did I say email? That doesn't make any sense. Just text it to me. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm just used to mailbags being emailed. I don't yeah. know. We're a podcast. I'm just, I'm, I'm stuck in that mode. Uh, yeah. If just, you've got just, a, just an award idea, a well, it can be, it can be question. an award. It can be an award idea. It can be like a nomination for an award that you have. It can be just like something you want to say. If you want to chirp someone, if you want to like, it can be anonymous. Quinn, you can this say, is your chance to pu- pu- puff your you, chest out. You you can say you can say anonymous. You can say like you can put my name on this. You can put it on the record. You, yeah. You you can make it anonymous and just have the comment be clearly from a specific person. <laughs> uh, you can just like bully someone. Literally anything you say to me, uh, or anything you send to me, like I will I will say it. I will like it will be on this episode. Uh, I want. I want I want the hypies to be about the people because you guys are listening to this podcast every week. You are the true you are the real MVPs of this operation. Uh, it could not be financially sustainable without our devoted listeners. Yep. So I just want the hypies to be. I want I want to give back to the people. I want the people to be involved. So literally anything you want to say, send it to me. I will say it. Thank you very much. Do it. All right, I think that is it for us. Uh, happy Schaefer Bowl, happy New Year, and uh, we'll be back with the hypies next week. So, so when are we doing hypies? When? It's <laughs> like, like, oh, because you when, when are you back from your thing? On Sunday. Okay. When are we doing owners meeting? Sometime next week.
How many people? How many people? Are, Everyone respond uh, to the stupid doodle poll. Just do it so I can know when to have owners. Can we, can we do it on a weekend? I have work. Maybe. Please. I'll do it when you can be there, Ben. Don't worry. Okay. Okay. Thanks. I can't. I work evenings, so it's it's tough. All right. Uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll be back next week. All right. Well, again, sh- congrats to Quinn for uh, taking it home this year. Congrats to Ethan for um, reaching his ceiling of third place. Um, congrats to um, who won consolation again? Connor. Connor. Shout out to Connor for winning co- consolation. Co- consola- Connor Solation. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, All right. Well. All right. With that. Clear eyes. Full hearts. Can't, can't lose. lose.